Addition and subtraction make sense with liquefaction. It's Rhyme and Reason 727. Hey there, Tony here. And that rhyme at the beginning that I always start with, you're probably listening to that and you go, what? Addition and subtraction and liquefaction? Yeah, it's not something that you tend to learn in school. And I remember as I reached the end of the fifth grade and was about to leave elementary school to attend junior high, I was told that I'd be put into accelerated classes. My teacher sent me home with a note to my parents that said I was gifted in addition and subtraction and grammar and learning schools and learning schools, learning skills in general. Yeah, nothing accelerated now, is it? It's decelerating, I think. Anyway, they put me in those um, accelerated classes. I did. I get. I I was a brainiac, I guess. Anyway, that uh, addition and subtraction part was kind of ironic, though, because if you go back one year, you know, from my fifth grade, if you go back one year to the fourth grade. There were a couple of days when uh, gifted wouldn't have exactly been the right word. Uh, Drifted or shifted, maybe, but uh, definitely not gifted. And um, I guess i got to be a little bit more clear. The addition and subtraction parts weren't my downfall. It was long division. Uh Uh-oh. They don't even do that anymore, I don't think. Long division? Who needs that? we got calculators, right? And for anyone who hasn't lived... Uh, enough decades to know long division is something you you do without the use of your smartphone or some other calculator and and they name it right because it's it, it can be long you know it's extra it's extra work especially if you don't know what you're doing and um, as I remember my fourth grade teacher Mrs. Dunaway she took extra time with me uh, because she could see there was something that I just had missed or had overlooked she has. Um, she was a really good teacher, and she had been uh, working with me throughout the year, and and knew that I knew how to do things. But I was something was it was a mental block. I had this mental block, and she was pretty sure that um, somewhere along the line that I had sort of created that mental block on my own. So she figured, well, maybe maybe I needed to see the problem from a different perspective, and so she let another student show me how to work uh, a long division problem with the way that she would show me instead of a teacher showing me. So I watched the other student go through uh, one of the long division problems and then a couple more. And after a couple of times, something clicked. And I just saw the answer to my mental block. I had just looked at it in a weird, flawed preconceived way, I guessed. Um, but once I let that go, it all started to make sense. And, and that's how it is with preconceived notions and ideas and theories. They're not necessarily all wrong, but they can slow down or maybe even shut down the facts and the truth. Uh, for example, after the theory of evolution was suggested way back in the 1800s, geologists thought layers of fossils indicated the age of the fossils. In other words, they figured fossils in the lower layers of sedimentary rock must be older than the fossils in the upper layers. 
So they came up with their own fictional version of history. Yes, fictional. They made it up. And they called it the geologic ages. Now, if you've already graduated from school, maybe maybe they still taught that. Maybe you still learn that. In some ways, they do teach it. I know that. Because they're still teaching the fiction uh, of evolution. But they, their timelines and their time frames just got longer and longer because... Even then, plants and animals were complex enough that they couldn't have evolved in just a few hundred or even a several thousand years. No. The numbers would have to be closer to, let's say, somewhere between 70 and 400 million years. 70 and 400 million years. That's how complex they were and are. And because of their preconceived assumptions, uh, the so-called scientists and so-called geologists, they end up you know, just basically chasing their own tail. It's a, it's a tautology, a circular reasoning. They believe, for example, that the, the fossils in certain layers are old and they base them on the age of those layers. Well, the f- weird thing is they base the age of those layers on the fossils that are in those layers. So you see how that circular reasoning, that's, that, that's tautological reasoning. It don't pass. No, that ain't, that ain't how it goes. So those geologists from way back then, and, and even many, if not most of them nowadays, they didn't and, and they don't factor um, liquefaction into the equation. Now, I know liquefaction sounds like something out of maybe the Marvel Comics movies, right? But liquefaction is just a hydrodynamic mechanism that sorts stuff out. It sorts it during a flood. Hmm, a flood. Now, where have I heard about a flood and fossils before? Where have I heard that? Oh, yeah, in the Bible. The most unscientific book in the history of the world, unless you consider the mountain of evidence to the contrary. So, addition and subtraction show the truth of liquefaction when your preconceived refraction turns to well-designed attraction. And I'll leave you with that little rhyme that has a lot of reason behind it. For now, this is Tony from TonyFunderberg.com reminding you that there's a tab over there you can click on. It's called Merch. And you can get a t-shirt that says, Life has rhyme and reason because... God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for your life.